And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Infinity. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello and welcome to the We Are Mead podcast. I'm Mickey Brennan and as usual I'm joined by the one and only Davey Rispin. Young man out from out there in Cortown. Hasn't seen a football in about four months, so he hasn't. But uh, I suppose, Davey, things are looking up and, uh, you know, did you do anything over the weekend or was that happening or, you know, it's quite a boring yeah. enough day today, wasn't it? Ah, it was. There was only the the draws for the championship, Mick. But uh, come on, ah, come on. <laughs> um, yeah, I was looking. I was like, I was actually, I was in the car at the time. I was driving, and uh, um, I was proper nervous. Like, I was, I obviously pulled in so I could write them all down and stuff. But my heart, you know, particularly when I got to obviously the junior championship and that. But my heart was kind of racing, and even looking at the senior and intermediate, like you, you get the feeling that every kind of club player, every club member out there was in the same boat you know they were really looking forward to it and I suppose the difference in this year to previous years is the draw is normally done in January or February and at that stage you're kind of like you haven't really played at and you haven't played any league it's two or three months before April and then it's another three or four months before August whereas now we're literally only a month away and it just feels real now all of a sudden and uh, it's just coinciding with teams going back training and everything like that it's brilliant yeah, absolutely brilliant. So it is. As you said, you normally have plenty of time to get used to the fact that you know who's going to be in your. Excuse me, you're going to. You know who's going to be in your group. Yeah, and, you're uh, getting excited as well. <laughs> <laughs> getting a little bit excited, all right. You know who's going to be in your group for months. Yeah, as you said, like the draws done maybe February or March, and the next thing is you're waiting until August to play a championship and whatever. But this year, as you said, draw just done. We're going back training this week, mm. and then we're going to be kicking ball at the end of next month. Like it's just, it's just fantastic. But uh, we will come back to the mid senior, intermediate, and junior championship draws that took place today, Sunday at three pm in Park Tolchin. But we've a couple of other things that we just want to um, bring up as well before we go to that. So, firstly, we'd just like to uh, we got some information in from the LGFA, and uh, something that's absolutely fantastic is that the Camogie Board and the LGFA and the minor board are all going to work together. They're going to sit down and speak together. It's not something that's been done before. They're all separate. They're separate to the to the men's uh, uh, GAA. The ladies' football and camogie are all separate, and the, I think the underage is maybe separated in some way, shape, or form as well. So it's great that they're going to sit down, Davey, and they're going to work together on trying to put uh, the processes in place to structure their championships so that each player is looked after if they're a dual player. And not only that, but that they share out the time available in those 11 weeks to play Hurling or to play Camogie 
and to play football. Something similar to the, the way the men's board works. It's, it's, it's a great step forward for, for, for the ladies' competitions. Absolutely, because um, no different to probably the lads' game, there is a huge dual aspect to clubs in ladies' football um, and camogie as well. I would say an even higher percentage um, play both than do maybe in the lads' side of things. So I think, as you said, if they followed a template very similar to the way we've done it with the lads' Um, week on, week off, so that your football this week, Camogie the next. And look, at it, if, if they're being squeezed a little bit for time, I suppose there's always the option of maybe putting a game on a Wednesday evening, particularly when evenings are still decent um, and, and bright and that kind of thing. Because obviously pitches uh, availability is going to come into question now and we're going to have so many games being played across men's, underage, ladies. It's going to be really, really difficult to try and squeeze them all in. So there probably will be an option of playing games midweek but, you know, who cares? I, I always love going and watching the Ultimates ladies um, on a Wednesday or Thursday night, you know, during the summer. I think it's great. Um, and it draws big crowds as well. So, look, at fingers crossed the talks go well between the, the different boards and that and, and we can see some, um, some sort of outcome soon. Yeah, I'd say, that, that, now, from speaking to Ashton, Ashton Cleary in messages, she's very optimistic about it. And I was saying, well, like, has anything been agreed or what is the statement saying? She's mm. like the, the, the biggest part of the statement is that they're actually going to sit down and talk, and they're going to talk about con- congestion and the crossover and the whole lot. But yeah. this is the perfect opportunity for them to do something like the football board. They'll probably watch and see how the draws went for the football and the hurling. And if it's a case that we'll say they could play, like the weekends are the pitches are going to be taken up all the weekends uh, mm. looks of things for the men's football and hurling and. Look, that's just the way the, the way things go, and, and hopefully in the future that will be eased off. But it means that the whole weekdays are completely freed up for underage and for the ladies. So maybe they might do something like the men's and play ladies football one week, camogie the next week, football the following week, camogie, and just run it in the same uh, basis as the men's football and hurling. I think it'd be great, and I think it'd give, as you said, the dual players the opportunity to to play in both of the championships that they love playing in be it the ladies' football or be it the camogie. And uh, it's, it's just a great stepping stone as well. Just on that as well, now, uh, the formats have been decided for the 2020 TG Car All-Ireland Ladies Football Championships. And I'm just skipping down through to the intermediate, because that's the one that obviously will um, interest uh, the mead people the most. The 2020 TG Car All-Ireland Intermediate Championship will be contested by 13 teams and will also be run off on a round-robin uh, format to determine the four semi-finalists similarly to the senior championship which will have four groups um of three teams um well there's 13 teams so one of them will have four i presume and it will be the top team from each group that will go through to the semi-finals so um a new format for the uh for the ladies all ireland intermediate championship and the senior and junior obviously as well but again delighted that they've uh, they've been able to come to some sort of an agreement and, and, and put a, a championship structure together. Completely different to what we're used to, but yeah. it's, it's, uh, it, it'll make for some fabulous, fascinating, uh, intriguing games it, it, when, when, when only one team will go through from each group, similar to the mid senior and intermediate and junior championships. Yeah, exactly. The exact same. And it, you know, it brings a real... Uh, knockout feel to the championship even though it's on a group basis realistically you have to be aiming to win all your games because if you don't it's out of your hands you need favours and this kind of thing so um, 
it's going to be great, I think. And, and sometimes we do see it with the old format that there could be dead rubbers and things like that. I don't envisage that being the case. Obviously, the draw will be key to, you know, you, you would always look to get a favourable draw on that as well. And that's obviously important. But I, I do think um, definitely from the Mead point of view that it's important that they got the championship played because, as we know, they've been knocking on the door for the last number of years now. And they probably would have felt that had this year been scrapped, there would have been a little bit of momentum lost as well. I think when you look at their league campaign too. So um, it's great that it's going to be played. I think the draws will be interesting as well. And uh, I, I think they'll look forward to it. I think me, they'll really look to have a good go at that championship. Yeah, yeah, they definitely will. And uh, as you said, been knocking on the door the last number of years. And uh, maybe this kind of knockout format, um, as you said, it's 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 very like knockout format because if you don't, as you said, win your all your games, you're you're looking for favours. So that that championship knockout aspect of it could could just drive them on. They love they love the challenge, and uh, we we do wish them the very best this year. And it's great that the that the championships, both club and county, for the ladies have been uh, have been sorted out and, uh, and and the commodes as well. It's going to be absolutely brilliant. As long as we want to move on to the main event, Davy. And uh, that was the draw for the Mead Senior, Intermediate and Junior Championships that took place today. And also the Junior B, Junior C and the, uh, or, or, they're not called the, Junior B. No, the pre- Premier Championships now. The Premier Championships is right, yeah. I was lost for words. I was just so excited. I want to get on to it now. <laughs> Where will we start? Will we start the Senior and work our way down or do you want to yeah. go with the Junior? No, I, I, th- I think the Senior probably. And leave the best till last, yeah? Yeah, the junior. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, the, the draw, as we said, took place. It was in Park Tolchin today uh, at 3 p.m. And uh, the Mead Senior Championship, the Ferry House Steel Senior Championship, Group A, Group B, Group C, and Group D. Four teams in each group. There's 16 senior clubs. Semis will be contested in this way. It'll be the winner of Group A will play the winner of Group C. The winner of Group B will take on the winner of Group D. And in the relegation, it's the exact same. The semi-finals of the relegation will be A versus C, bottom of the group, and bottom of Group B will take on bottom of Group D. And then the losers of those two games will go straight through to the relegation final. Um, so looking at the... We'll go through the groups one by one. Actually, what I might do is I might get you to call out the groups, and I'm going to go back to our virtual championship, and I'm going to look and see... The draw was anything like what we had for our virtual championship, and we and we will obviously have to revisit it because if, if there's, you know, two clubs in one group that we obviously said we'll get to the semi-finals or finals, we might have to go back on that in a couple of weeks' time before the championship starts <laughs> or that. But um, no, no. I, <laughs> so I suppose, um, as you said, A versus C, B versus D in terms of semi-finals for uh, championship honours, but also for relegation in in Group A. The first game up is Curaha versus Wolf Tones, and the other. Two teams in that group who will play against each other is the local derby course it is between Summerhill and Manalvi. Um, yeah. Very, very tasty group there, you'd have to say. I think, I think they'll all look at it and they'll all probably quietly be quietly confident. I think Manalvi seemingly love playing against Summerhill. They really relish the opportunity coming up against them. Now, they've played them in recent times and probably having the most success, but they probably feel that this year with the likes of Shawnee Dalton and Horrick Garrity gone away for Summerhill that possibly there's a chance um, to maybe rattle them in the first round of the championship and who knows the other game I mean that's Curraha and Wolf Tones two teams Curraha had a fantastic year last year Wolf Tones are always so strong um, at senior football in Mead very difficult game to call and indeed a group Summerhill you'd imagine probably looking at themselves will be happy enough with it 
They've avoided yeah. Simonstown. They've avoided Retoth initially um, and St. Peter's combined. So I think they'd be the three teams that they probably wouldn't have wanted to get. Um, so you'd have to say from that perspective, they'd probably be pleased with, uh, with the draw. I'm just after stumbling across our, uh, our, our, our virtual championship for, for, for 2020 and the senior championship. Let me just have a look. We had 16. So you had Wolf Tones. I'm just looking at Group A. Wolf Tones through to a quarter final. Curaha through to a quarter final. Um, uh, Summerhill and Manalvi. Manalvi, a non qualifier, and Summerhill semi finalists. So going by that, that would mean that Summerhill are going to top this group because mm. you had the other two teams, three teams down for semi-final or quarter-finals and a non-qualifier. So, yeah, uh, I, I, I'd be happy enough with that. And to be fair, the two clubs that I said they'll get to a quarter-final, obviously they won't. But I think they may... Oh, God, I was going to say they may well maintain their status. But then, uh, Jesus, I have good, <laughs> good friends in Manalvi wouldn't like me saying they'll end up in a relegation <laughs> battle. But what I would say is I do think Summerhill will top the group. And from there... I mean, I've no idea who will finish bottom of it, to be honest. They're very evenly matched, the other three teams in it. Um, yeah. That could go anyway. I, I'm, I'm just looking at it like it's, it's, it's the hypothetical championship that we did, not the actual one where we did the draws. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to have to look back on the draws. I don't have them to hand. I think they're on the computer somewhere, actually. But this is the one that you did when we went through. Each. Oh, on Instagram, okay. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you where you went through the key, key players on each team and you made a prediction of, of where they all would end up in mm. the chapter. So Group B is Dunhamore Ashburn, it's O'Matney's, it's Nafina and it's Centralstown. Like, again, all four teams in that will be very happy with that draw, I think. Uh, yeah, I, absolutely. I think this is, this is the group of the four that is wide open. I think they're very evenly matched. I think they'll all fancy it against any of them. Um, opponents looking at Dunham or Ashburn new management in obviously in Mick Deegan from last year had a decent run but a very disappointing end against Kells in, um, in the quarterfinals I think it was last year yeah so I mean they'll want to be going again I mean O'Mahony's first game out that's a huge game Navin O'Mahony's I, can, I think I can exclusively reveal that Oshin O'Brien has actually um, returned to his club in Galway so that is a massive blow for Navin O'Mahony. He's going into championship and what a loss he'll be because he's become an integral part of the squad over the last 12 to 18 months. Wow. So with Rory O'Quillan probably struggling to get back from injury as well and, and David Bray, you know, having suffered another injury, suddenly you'd look at O'Mahony's with Shane Gillespie away too and you'd say, take away Stephen Bray from a scoring capacity, O'Mahony's are really struggling. You know, and, and so even last year when they had Breyer and um, Oshin O'Brien in that two-man um, full forward line, they probably came up a little bit short in certain games. So Davy Nelson will probably be a little bit concerned looking at where the scores are going to come from. But to be fair, they haven't got a bad group. Looking at the other game, Nafina and Centristown, I mean, <laughs> Centristown were embroiled in a relegation battle last year. Nafina showed sparkle, sparkles of absolute brilliance um, along with a lot of mediocrity throughout the championship last year. So they're going to look for some sort of consistency. They're a very young team. So I think now is probably the time for them to start performing. And I don't think they'll get a better opportunity to get out of a group than they probably will this year with the teams they're in. And I have a sneaky feeling that if Nafina can beat Sanchez first day out, um, they could gain huge confidence with the likes of Ethan Devine, Shane Walsh in there. Um, they could go well. They really could, and 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 just <laughs> to take you back to your hypothetical championship, 
Navinomatnis, you had down as a non-qualifier. Centralstown, you had down as a non-qualifier. Nafina, you had down as a non-qualifier. And Dunamore Ashburn, you had down as a quarter-final, which would mean that looking at that, that Dunamore Ashburn, gone by your predictions earlier in the hypothetical championship, should top that group and go through to this to the next round of the uh, uh, of the semi-finals of the Mead Senior Championship. Group C, Davey, you give us out the, the four teams in Group C. Yeah, so the first game up in Group C is uh, is your own Simon Sam Gales versus Screen. Um, great clash there, and that's one for the kind of the old romantics of Mead. Yeah, I think that'll be a classic. Um, and the next one is, uh, I mean, Retolta and Nobber. It's the senior champions against the intermediate champions, but it's so much more than that. It's Brian yes. Farrell versus <laughs> Brian Farrell. Um, I mean, this this was written in the script. I mean, it, it just had to happen, really. Um, I think Brian Farrell probably would have been would have been awake last night, twisting and turning. And, like, he's a great club man. Nobber wouldn't be a senior club now had he not been around last year, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. But from him, I mean, how is he feeling right now? How are Nobber feeling right now? How are Toad feeling right now? But, you know, that's the way... He would have known at the start of the year that there's a possibility that, the, you know, there's a 33% chance or whatever, or a 25% chance, sorry, with the four groups. With that, the four groups. That, yeah, that it can happen. So one in four chance. It's so come to pass. that they, You know, they're going to play first round of the championship. Um, and I would have still had aspirations or hopes that... Brian Farrell could have played for Nobber in senior this year had they been in a different group to Retolt. Yeah. Now, that's going to be interesting even from... I, I don't know. Um, but they, they probably can't because I, obviously on the last day, all the games have to be played simultaneously. So that's gone. He's obviously not going to play against them if he's managing Retolt the first day. So what does it mean? I'd love to find out, but it's, it's a remarkable story. Yeah, and and, and I'd uh, I'd imagine, uh, but look, that that I could be way off here. But I was I, I was thinking that maybe each group that the games would be played at the same time each week or whatever, because there's only there's only three games or whatever uh, to be played, so that you know it'd be easy to to play them at the same time. But like whether or not they are uh, played at the same time or not. What do you do if you're if you're Brian Farrell now? Do you just resign from the thought and say, "Look, sorry, lads, <laughs> I can't do this. I have to go. Uh, good luck. He's going to find someone." Well, his well, his dad Dudley, um, I think I'm right in saying, has always kind of employed the um, the attitude that if he came up against Nobber, if there was a possibility that he could come up against his own club in Nobber, that he wouldn't take a job or do a job or he just didn't basically want to come up against them and and even from speaking with Davy Nelson there a few weeks ago he said yeah. he did it once for trim against Navin O'Mahony's and he says it was the worst experience in his life or in his football in life I suppose um, and and if I was putting myself in Brian Farrell's shoes absolutely I don't think I could do it to be honest with you so maybe he has a decision to make I don't know to be honest with you I, I'd love to find out what his thought process is now we might try and get him on here <laughs> next week or two to, to see what the crack is but um even from the nobbers the nobber lads i i don't know how this would kind of sit with them but you know it was always there i mean it's wrong of us as well not to we're focusing on nobber and retold but like simonstown and screen mickey um and not just that game but you have simonstown and retold in the one group which mm. means that one of the two one of them Giants, I suppose, in me GA football in the last five or six years isn't going to progress through to the semi-finals. Um, well, well, let me just take you back to your hypothetical championship from a few months back. You have 
Simon's turned down as semi-finalists. You have Screen down as a relegation battle. You have Nobber down as a relegation battle. And you have Ratote down as finalists. So that would, that would say, going by your predictions, that Ratote will top the group and will go through to a semi-final. Moving on now to Group D. So we'll leave it at that. Group A, you've said Summerhill are going to come through. Dunamore, Ashburn in Group B and Ratote in Group C. This is going from your predictions earlier in the year. Um, and then Group D sees Dunboyne taking on Dunshockland in the first game. And then the Battle of the Columns. It's St. Column Kill versus Gail Column Kill in uh, the second uh, game in, in that group. So the four teams, Dunboyne, Dunshockland, St. Column Kills, Gail Column Kill. And uh, what, a, what a group. Dunboyne, Gail Column Kill. Like Dunshockland who are, are starting to make a little bit of uh, ground in the senior championship. And then St. Column Kills who are just coming, uh, coming similar to Rathote. Had a, had a wealth of talent come through, got up to senior championship and are just finding their feet. And maybe, you know, this year was the year that they were just going to make that little bit more progress in the senior championship. But it's a tight group. Yeah, I think this is the pick of them, to be honest with you. Um, and I could see the two quality teams for me are in Group C with Simonstown and, and Retote. But in terms of competitiveness um, between four teams, I think this group has it in spades. Uh, Dunboyne and Dunshockland I mean that's a huge rivalry and Dunshockland often raise their game for Dunboyne you know they really do and I don't think they'll be too disappointed with that draw to be honest with you Um, I don't know about that Davey you know when you look at Dunboyne this year with the players they have back and yeah I I, I, I agree they absolutely are and I think they'll they'll be a hard team to stop but I think Dunshockland will be quietly confident going into that game. They'll be rode off across the board, probably from our, from us too yeah. as well. But that's the way they'll want it. Um, exactly. The other game, I mean, Kells, Kells and St. Colm Kills. Like, hmm. St. Colm Kills, I'm looking for them to do something this year because I think after a promising start to their senior uh, lives coming up from intermediate in the last three or four years, it's gone a little bit stale in the last year or two. Um, they have Graham Riley exclusively with them they have obviously James Conlon Ben Brennan there's a question mark will he be fit or not for a club championship he'll be huge if he is you know to, to try and get him on the field because he really makes them tick um, Kells are just Kells they'll, you know, they'll go about their business <laughs> and, and, and what it does open up and they've had some unbelievable duels with Dunshockland over the years and also Dunboyne um, that's another fantastic group because again you have two huge clubs in Dunshockland and Kells and then two in Group C. Unfortunately, like we'd love to see them probably four teams and maybe Summerhill contesting semi-finals or that. But realistically, we're not going to. And that's that's just the beauty this year. That's the way it's going to be, and that's why it's going to be so competitive. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, like we, going back to your hypothetical championship again, we just have to run through them. You had them, uh, Gail Column Kill, uh, and let me just see. You had them down for a quarter final. You had St. Column Kills, or let me just see, you had them down as a non-qualifier. And then Dunshockland, you had down as, again, finding them a non-qualifier, and Dunboyne down as finalists. So um, if, the, if everything goes to script, Dunboyne should win that group. But when you look at it, right, going by your predictions from earlier in the year, Summerhill, Dunmore Ashburn, Rathout, and Dunboyne, 
should be contesting the semi-finals. And, and, you know, that mightn't be far wrong if we have a quarter-final stage. Mm. You know what I mean? So that the top two in each group go through. But because it's the top team in each group, I think we're going to see some of the big names get lost here. Mm. Yeah, I think seeds will scatter in this. And uh, I, it's all going to depend on, on one game, really. I think, I think a lot of the big teams will win two out of their three games. I really do. I, I can't see too much in the way of upsets in a lot of the groups. But it's going to come down to those games between Retote and Simonstown. Dunboyne and Kells. Um, it could well come down to Dunham Ashburn, and I'm not even going to go into that group because that. Yeah. Um, and and even the first one, I think Summerhill will come through the first one as well. I think, um, but hugely exciting, really evenly matched groups as well, which is great to see. Um, and I'm kind of happy. Like, look, it would be great if we had Retote, Simonstown, Dunboyne, and Summerhill or Kells in the one group. But at the same time, you feel that you're losing to not have them in the semi-finals and I think it's good that we're going to see probably three of them four teams maybe contest in semi-finals which would be great um, but yeah, yeah what a championship and and uh, if uh, if everything goes to form and Rathote win their group and Summerhill win their group they will face off in a semi-final a repeat of last year's mm-hmm. final uh, in the semi-final so absolutely brilliant and then of course Dunboyne and uh, Dunhamore Ashburn the team Funnily enough, if that was to go, if they, again, if it was to go with that kind of form, Dunmore Ashburn always seemed to have the measure of Dunboyne. A lot of, in, when I was looking back over Dunboyne's uh, last ten years, you know, a lot of their biggest upsets were probably against Dunboyne, against uh, Dunmore Ashburn, which is which would be very intriguing as well if they were to meet in the semi final. Um, Dunmore Ashburn, the great pretenders who have you know been to a couple of finals, but you know, flattered to deceive. If they were to get over Dunboyne in the semi-final, you know they'd have to be hot favourites going into a final then. But again, it's all it's all going to happen in the next two months, three months. So it's it's just going to be brilliant. Yeah, looking forward to it, Mick. Um, we better crack on. We're only at the intermediate stage of this. Uh... Yeah, we'll move on to the intermediate championship, and uh, uh, this one has twenty teams in it. So we've got five groups of four. So the way it's going to work is that the winner of Group D and Group E will face off in a quarter final so um, and that will the winner of that will be called F we'll just say so it's group A group B group C group D and group E so semi-finals will be A versus C and B versus the winner of D and E which is F okay so group A is Bective Drumbara Trim and Rathkenny and Davey uh, two cabin men facing off against each other in the first one there Bective and Drumbara mm. two yeah. managers yeah, and they, they would have plenty of experience of playing against each other over the years in league and also probably in junior A because probably for up to the last five, six years, that's where a lot of their football would have been um, played. Um, two clubs who have stabilised really well, in fairness, in, in intermediate. Um, we had a chance to relegate Drumbarra in 2015 and they ended up relegating us, as it turned out. But in fairness, since then, they've actually brought through an awful lot of young players um, and they have made progress over the years. For them looking at that group, I mean, I know Rakeni are in it, um, <clears throat> but Trim are the ones, yeah, for me. Like, I, I, I expect a lot from Trim this year, I really do. And I expect them to push on and right the wrongs of last year. Um, I'd be disappointed if they didn't. But that's a very, very tough game against Rakeni to start. They're coming down from senior. They're going to be hurting. They're going to have a bit between their teeth. Um, I think Trim could have got easier games in their first game 
But looking at the group, I still think they'll have enough. I still think they'll beat Rakeni first day out, and I still think they'll have enough to get over back to Andrambara. You, you, absolutely. You know, when you look at it and look at it on paper, Trim should be the team. But you have to look at that as well in another way. Trim are the only dual club in that group, and they will be playing week on week. Hurling football, hurling football. So, again, it'll all depend on whether they can keep themselves injury-free and whatever, because obviously they'll have their strongest team out the first day because football will be played the first week and hurling the second week. So it'll be just interesting to watch Trim um, as the weeks go along if, if, if we'll say, the dual players are starting to get a little bit fatigued. But a wonderful, wonderful group. That is a fantastic group. And, you know, the... the the relegation in the intermediate, how is that working? Uh, just one team down. I actually don't know the the how it's going to work, to be honest with you, because as you said, there was five groups. Um, it might work the same, same way. Yeah. Exactly. There could be a playoff between D and E to decide who goes into the to the relegation. But that's actually a good shout. I'm, I'm actually not sure, to be honest with you, offhand, yeah. how the relegation will work. So Group B, we'll see St. Michael's, St. Pat's, Waterstown and Myla all face off against each other. St. Michael's will play St. Pat's in the first round and Waterstown will take on Myla in the first round. And uh, that's a tasty group where four teams looking at that will all fancy their chances of getting out, Davey. Yeah, I, I like St. Michael's in this one, Mick, and I've, I've kind of gone on record as saying that I fancy them to, to go on a bit of a run this year with the bronze Adonis, Davey, right there. He'll be pleased enough with that group, to be honest with you. I... I I think he'll have taken that before um, before a ball was picked out at the drum or whatever. Um, obviously, Martin O'Connell over Waterstown, he'll be coming up against his club, his parent club, I suppose, in St. Michael's yeah. um, at some stage, which which will be nice to see as well. Um, St. Pat's, a little bit of an unknown for me. I, I just don't know kind of where they're at. I'm I, not really sure, to be honest with you. They, they had a bit of a turbulent year last year. Davy Cattle was over them. Not sure who's taking the reins this year. Can, how can they... they- yeah, can can they stable the can they stable uh, 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 the, the the form that the, what's the word I'm trying to can they settle after they what settle happened? The ship, yeah, yeah, settle uh, the ship. It's it's not a great first game for them to be honest with you against Michaels. I think with all due respect to Myla, Pats would have probably liked to play Myla first and maybe got a morale boost and or a confidence boost and win there. For Myla, I mean, it's not the toughest of groups, and I mean they were always going to be up against the going up as as beaten finalists last year in the Junior A Championship. But as groups go, they'll probably be happy enough. I think they'll, it'll be some dogfight when they do come up against the likes of St. Pat's. That'll be, <laughs> that, could, that could end up 6-6 six, six or 7-6 seven, one way or the other. But, uh, well, like, be, yeah. You mentioned it there. Like, you know, you look at the rest of the groups. That, that is by far the best group that Moyle could have got. Yeah, I'd look at I think they might they might switch one or two teams here or there, but overall yes. you'd ha- you'd have to say that that as teams go, they're avoiding obviously trim, they're avoiding other clubs like big clubs like Oldcastle now, which will come to in a minute, and Ballinlock, who have great experience in intermediate championship. So for them, I, I think they've played Waterstown in the, the Cornabonia already this year as well. I think they might have been beaten that day. Um but you know, they'll Ted Dowd there, couple of the lads who have tasted mead football played junior football played under 21 football they have some decent players and if they make it into a battle on a tight pitch they could definitely upset one or two teams along the way yeah yeah absolutely we'll move on now to group c um dundery kilmainham blackhall gales and castletown and I suppose uh, dundery and castletown uh 
Dundry, who we've mentioned numerous times in the last couple of years on the podcast, who uh, flattered to deceive as well, you know, looked like they were going really, really strong a couple of years ago and fell to the wayside. They've got a lot of lads back this year, so they should be fairly strong. Castledown went an amazing run as well last year. Yeah, I, this is a great group. I think for me, I was going to say it's the pick, but it's one of the picks. There's, there's obviously another group which we'll come to in a minute. But uh, Kilmaine and I like. I think I, I've played against them several times in the last couple of years in different games. I think Mickey Newman back now will, will obviously you know strengthen their hand significantly. Playing a lovely brand of football as well. Um, local derby uh, to, of sorts against Dundry. There wouldn't be too much between them as well. Um, we'd be campaigning or canvassing for that game to be in Cortland as well. Um, <laughs> so that, that's a really... Uh, I'd love to, to, to see that game, to be honest with you. I think Dundry should have enough with their forward line, as you've touched upon. Paddy Kennelly, Stephen Coogan, Adam Kelly. You know, they have, they have Simon Carty's back as well. Luke Martin, Connor Dempsey. They have plenty of great young players coming through. So I think Dundry will be... Should be strong. Blackhall Gales, again, we, you know, we spoke to Alan Nestor recently enough too. He was happy enough with the progress made last year, but they look to kick on a little bit this year. Tough game to start with, you know. Castletown, who were only beaten an extra time by Nobber in the semi-final of an intermediate championship last year. So, um, Castletown will be going again to, to have another crack at it. But that's a really tough group for all of them. Um, I could see upsets in it, to be honest with you too. I, I think Kilmainham will give Dundry their fill of it and Castletown when they play them. But it's all probably teed up for a Dundry and Castletown game. Hopefully it's the last game. I'd love to see it if it was winner goes through. It'd be brilliant. I spoke to a young fella from uh, Blackhall Gales um, in, in, uh, in the week there. And very, very happy with the way things are going down there. They have at least 30 players for this year's championship, which is... Phenomenal when you consider the fact that they it was 2017 they played Simonstown in Dunchocklin mm. and they had two subs and yeah. there were two minors that they had on the subs bench in 2017 and that's all they could bring to the game and they struggled for numbers in the last couple of years but this year has been different and you know Blackhall Gales could be a different animal as well this year and again we could be seeing a few upsets in the in, in the intermediate as well as the senior you know that kind of way. Yeah, absolutely. It's great to see Blackhall kind of getting numbers back because it's similar to that, I seen them. I, I followed the relegation when they were eventually relegated from senior, um, and I was at the game over in Ashburn against uh, against St Pat's, I think it was, and like that, they had one or two subs on the night, and for such a big game, for that to be the case was it was it was sad, and it was nearly striking me as a club maybe on the way out, and yeah. and I and I really meant that because at the time that's what I felt driving away from it. It really felt bad. Again, getting a couple of wins last year, nearly getting out of the group. Um, and obviously this year, and it's not just in Blackhall, I think it's in a lot of clubs. The short year, it's enticing probably some of the older lads to come back and say, look, it's eight to ten weeks. That's it. It's summer football. You know, we'll train hard. We'll make a commitment for a few weeks and see where it takes us. And I think a lot of clubs are going to take on that, um, that approach. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh be lads coming out of the woodworks, so there will uh, there'll be lads older than me going back into place, so and there will do. Ah, well, well, I wouldn't say that. I know them. I can name a few. Uh, <laughs> oh, don't do that to them. <laughs> Group D sees Old Castle, Sidon, Ballinabracky, and Dulik Bellystown all face off against each other. My God, there's some serious battles in there. Old Castle, Sidon, the first day out, not not me battle there, and then Ballinabracky against Dulik Bellystown. Could could they like? 
could they have picked two further away teams from each other? Maybe like Julik Bellusen and Balnebracki. That's probably the longest distance of any clubs in me. I'd say Balnebracki might get a private jet one day over to, <laughs> to, to play the game wherever that'll be. But um, no, look at, at the senior, intermediate, and junior A of all the groups, of all the teams, this is the group of death across yeah. the board. This is absolute carnage. There's going to be... I mean, I don't even know where you start. Oldcastle have so much to prove. They really do. Absolutely bags of potential. Playing Division 1 football. Got to a semi-final last year and completely flopped on the day. Um, and we come to expect so much more year in, year out. So I think that game against Davy Cattle, Sidden, I mean, that, that's going to be a test. That's going to be a hell of a test for, for Oldcastle because Sidden will be right up for it there. Um, Balnebracki and Dulik Bellewstown again two clubs who will have high hopes of challenging for intermediate honours and uh, they won't be looking past that game I mean that's going to go there's going to be a point or two in that either way I don't even know what way but uh, I mean what a group that's I don't even know what to say um, it's, it's a brilliant um, group one of those teams has to then face off in, in a relegation battle yeah so they do and you know You'd, looking at the credentials of all those four teams, you'd say, look, they'll be fine. They should be okay. Um, uh, whoever goes into the relegation battle should be okay. But if you're on a downward spiral and you're coming up against a team and, and they're dogging them, whatever, you know, it, it, it could be very dangerous uh, for one of those teams in Group D that they could end up in a junior championship next year. Like you, You'd hope that they'd see themselves out of that uh, trouble. But one of those four teams, Oldcastle, Sidon, Ballinabracky or Dulik Bellison, is going to be uh, in a relegation battle. Sidon obviously played Division 1 last year. And yeah. uh, that, you know, I think that that experience playing against the top teams in Mead is going to stand to them this year. You'd hope so. But to call a winner from that group, you'd be mad to try and pick a winner from that group. I, th I think what's going to happen in a lot of groups, and, and probably this group would be the one, is that the four teams could end up going into the final round of games and they would all have a chance of getting through, but they also might have a chance of finishing bottom. And that's going to happen. It, it mightn't happen in this group, but it's definitely going to happen in a couple of the groups. And yeah. uh, that's the beauty of it. It's four teams. It's so, they're so evenly matched across the board as well. Um, I expect plenty of competitive football. I expect plenty of hard-hitting great entertaining you know stuff with huge crowds probably attending these games but um yeah i'm not even going to touch that group and pick a winner because i haven't a clue <laughs> well <laughs> just just to say you on your hypothetical uh, intermediate championship from earlier in the year you had balnebracky dundery uh balnebracky and dundery's down as semi-finalists and joined in the semi-finalists by st michael's and trim Okay, so, that's all right. <laughs> so that would actually that would actually work out from the four from the five groups that we have that they would end up as the four semi finalists with Trim and St Michael's going on to a final. Funnily yeah, I'm, enough, I'm, I'm all right with that. To be fair, yeah. I'm, I'm happy enough. And that's before we get on to Group E. So yeah. Group E, Group E is Longwood, Meathill, Ballinlock, and Clonmacgill. But according to you, none of these are going to go through to the semi finals. So the winner of this group is going to be beaten. By the winner of Group D. <laughs> well, I tell you what, Group D, uh, Group D, Mick and Group E have drawn the, the short straw because not only have to put themselves in hugely competitive groups, but to finish top of them, the reward is going to be a quarter final, the yeah. only quarter final in the whole Mead Championship this year against yeah. the team probably in God knows who will come out of Group D, but whoever does, 
you know, good luck. Um, but, I mean, Group E, you have Longwood come down from senior. You have Mead Hill, who I've been really impressed with at times in the Intermediate Championship since coming up from junior. You have Ballon Lock, who are just such a season. They're probably the most seasoned intermediate team in the grade this year. You know, they've won it. They've lost it. They've got to semi-finals. They've got to finals. They've been in relegation troubles. Like, they've literally, they're so unpredictable. But I think for them looking at a game against Clannagale, again, the junior champions coming up from last year, that will be such a tasty encounter first first game out. Um, I, I don't know. Looking at it, you'd say Longwood, if they have their full hand, you'd say Longwood should, having had that experience of playing senior football last year. But then okay. again, they're always going to have that mark on their back as they're probably the big team in this group. Um, I think Mead Hill will put it up to them. I'm not sure about Ballinlock. I think Clannagale will fancy it against them first day out. Um, but, you know, if Paddleburn turns up and, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> out of the blue or out of the forest, you know, they have a chance... <laughs> <laughs> I just look at down at that group and I'm going like whoever whoever comes out of that group be it Longwood Mead Hill Ballinlock or Clan McGill they're going to come out of it bruised and battered um, so, so are Group D though Mickey <laughs> yeah true Group D as well so like you'd, you'd fear for the winners of Group D and E that if they were to, to whoever wins both Group D and E that they've gone through that many battles that when they get to their quarter final and they have to go through another battle because these are going to be tough, tough games. Um, you know, there'll be no quarter given in any of these, and there could be a bit of blood spilt as well, a bit of bloodshed and whatever. That by the time they get to a semi-final, they'll just be knackered. Well, to be honest with you, with the with the last two groups in particular, they're realistically looking at it and they're saying we have to win six games on the spin to win a championship. That's it, you could chance five, but you're up again. You know, you need favours then all of a sudden. You need someone to do you a twist. So, whereas the others obviously are looking at and they'll say, win our three games, we're in the semi-final and we're in the final. That's it. We win five games, we're there. So, obviously, the, the last two groups are at a little bit of a disadvantage, especially with the groups they've been drawn as well. But that's just the way it is. Um, and to be honest with you, look, we always knew that the intermediate is the, the most competitive championship in Mead. And again, I... I fully convinced that this this championship is going to be no different it's going to be uh, really entertaining yeah it's going to be very hard to call a winner from that intermediate championship this year just as it is for all of the championships but uh, we're going to move on now to the junior championship and uh, i'm just going to switch the pages there for the hypothetical meet junior championship that davy rispin did uh, earlier in the year it's the race for the peter mcdermott cup and in group a we have dunsany st mary's kilbride and Drum Condrath, and uh, Davey, I'd say you're kicking yourselves that you didn't get this one. Just because Drum Condrath were in it. Um, <laughs> now, Lucas, I think for Dunsany, they'll be, they'll be delighted. They mightn't tell you that, but re- really, inside, inside the groups and inside the WhatsApp groups, I think they'll be dancing. Um, now, you know, St. Mary's are, are a team on the up. They're, yeah. Kilbride are a team who I've been hugely impressed with um, over recent years. They've brought through huge amount of um, young uh, players and they've performed really well. I think they're up in Division 1 or 2 of the Minor Championship this year, so that's only going to get stronger as the years go on. But you have to remember that of the three teams, it's they're making the step up from Junior B and none of them won it last year. Kilbride were beaten in the final, obviously, by Toth. Yeah, second team, um, but none of them actually ended up winning the championships. And Dunsany 
you know, they were only beaten an extra time by Moyla, who went on to, to nearly win the championship in the end. So I think it's it's probably as good nearly as good as you could have hoped for. Um and I think they'll say any will should should really come through it. I'd be astounded if they didn't. Yeah, um as you said, Donor, St. Mary's Donor, they're a team on the rise. Kilbride losing the uh, junior B final last year against an exceptional Rathold team, it has to be said. Absolutely mm-hmm. exceptional. They they were as good as maybe Dunboyne's second team that were playing intermediate, um, and maybe as good as uh, uh, the Dun more Ashburn team as well. And you know, geographically, that's just the way it is. But um, I suppose Kilbride, looking at it, they, uh, do you know what? They'll fancy their chances as well. They won't mind being in that group. And uh, Dunsany, while you know there are season campaigners now at this stage in in the junior championship, um, and are quite a strong team. You know, they, if they're not, if they don't have their guard up, you know, they'll, they'll be hit with a, a sucker punch, and, and I wouldn't be fearful of, uh, or I'd be fearful of some of the teams in that group. Well, I well, I, well, I think the way it'll pan out is, I think Kilbride will beat from Condra, and um, I, I'd be confident enough for that. I think Kilbride are on an upward curve, and if Kilbride could avoid playing Dunsany until the last game and beats in Mary's second day out, suddenly it's a straight shootout in the last game. And it's a lot bigger of a game than it might have seemed because they're both going in with two wins and then Kilbride will go into it with no pressure on them. It's a free hit, you know, against Dunsany, who all the pressure, all everything's expected of them. So if that's the way it does pan out, I think Kilbride will definitely fancy a crack at Dunsany last round if they can get it that way. Um, other than that, I think Dunsany should have too much. I'd be surprised if they didn't. Yeah, we'll move on to Group B. Uh, Clannard, Carner Ross, Boards Mill and Beliver and two of the big hitters ended up in Group B in Carner Ross and Beliver and uh, that's going to be a, a, a tough group as well, Davey. Yeah, that's that's a, that's an incredibly tough group. Um, Clannard, you know, I'm not really sure where they're at. I think they were struggling for players at the start of this year, struggling to feel and stuff like that early on in the year. Um, I look at I don't I don't think they'll have a problem feeling or anything like that, but it's a very tough ask for them against Karen Ross first day out. Boards Mill have definitely made good strides. Um, plenty of players coming through as well. I think for them, the probably the game they'll be looking to win is obviously against Glenard. Get a get a you know their first win in junior A football and and try their best against Beliver and Karen Ross. Put up a decent show and. And push them. I think that's that's as good as they probably could hope for. If they get anything else, it's a bit of a bonus. But I think you've already said it there. The two big hitters, Karen Ross and Beliver. I mean, like that could easily be the final of the Junior A Championship this year. And suddenly we're going to look at it, and one of them's going to go out. Um, it, it's Beliver is interesting because again they're hurling. You know, Kildaki, Kaline, they're going to be having the vast majority of their players playing hurling every second week and how that affects their football time will tell what way they approach it generally with Beliver they'll either say we're going balls out to win a, a hurling championship this year with Kildaki or Kaline, or we're going to put all of it into football and we might come to the hurling in a minute but they've they've ended up getting Kiltail first round which is a pre- of last year's final so there's going to be all eyes on that so that'll be interesting to see just who and what turns out and plays because mm-hmm. there could be a little bit of um, decisions to be made but look at Karen Ross Karen Ross are a serious team as well obviously Keane O'Reilly um, Frank O'Reilly you know Paddy McDermott who was involved with the 20s too so 
I'm looking forward to that one already. <laughs> We're going to move on now to Group C, the one that you're most looking forward to, and that sees <laughs> Slane taking on Cortown, St Vincent's taking on Minaldi. They're the four teams in Group C, and uh, Davy, um, two big hitters, we'll say, uh, well, three probably big hitters, and and then Slane have come up into that junior into that junior championship, and they're no slouches either. Uh, they lost in the semi-final of the Junior B Championship last year. Played them in the quarter-final. And they're well-organised. They're a sticky, sticky team. But then St. Vincent's, we know the credentials of St. Vincent's. Um, absolutely fantastic uh, team. They train all year round. They're training three years in advance for a championship. You know, that kind of way. Um, and then Minolte. You know, Minolte with the, are reinvigorated this year with the signing of of, of a few brothers from Karen Ross that... Uh, it's 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 just making out that this is a really good group, um, and probably probably one that you would have preferred to stay out of. Yeah, well, yeah, I suppose. Look at no matter what group you look in, I think Dunsany are obviously a good side, and then the two clubs we mentioned in Group B, and you know, in our group, we won't be looking past laying first day. Um, I was actually <clears throat> sorry. I was having the crack with Owen Gibbs already. He's the fullback for Slane. He was on to me already as soon as that draw was made. So, you know. I don't think we'll be looking past Lane. Slane won't be looking past us. And Vince's and Minolte definitely won't be looking past each other, you know, first day out. Um, really interested in seeing that game, actually, because I think they're very similar in terms of their where they're at. Tony Carney's obviously gone in with Minolte now. You've mentioned the Brogans have gone in. Plenty of young players coming through. So that game will tell a lot. St. Vincent's, again, they've been on the road a long time. They've been constantly into semi-finals, finals, probably without just getting that little bit of a rub of the green but we seem to play them every single year and uh, you know different things but it's a decent group um, yeah time will tell <laughs> <laughs> again another tough group as well um, whoever comes out of that is going to be bruised and battered as well because there's some big hitters in there and then group D um, your neighbours from uh, just across the road uh, St Dalton's have a buy in that one there's three teams in group D Kilmainham Woods St Bridget's and St Dalton's and um, St. Bridget's are they up from Junior B from last year? No, no, no. Bridget's are. Oh, St. Bridget's. A, no, yeah. No, no, no. yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was thinking of, I was thinking of uh, St. Mary's Delor. Hmm. Um, I get right. I was just mixing them up. So St. Dalton's, St. Bridget's, and Kilmainham. Kilmainham would take on St. Bridget's the first day out, and St. Dalton's have a bye. So it's it's basically if the winner of Kilmainham Wood and St. Bridget's beats St. Dalton's, that's the group effectively finished. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I suppose that's that's the only uh, saving grace probably for the Moultons. They'll be happy enough with the group. I think that goes without saying. They'll be happy enough having a bye in the first round too. But as you say, it's a huge carrot for whoever wins that first game when they come up against St. Dalton's. Essentially, they can knock St. Dalton's out with one hit, basically. Um, they met last year in the Championship where St. Bridget's beat Kilmain and Wood. It was a dead rubber. They were both in our group last year. Um won't be much in that either. I mean, I don't know where he, you know, most, we played Bridget's early on this year and they were decent. I think, um, I'd probably give Bridget's a nod if, if I was to call it right now, just to be Kilmaine and Wood. Um, but I mean, St. Dalton's, I think, will will be more than pleased with that group. They should be, it's, they should be coming out of that group, to be honest, which I'd be surprised if they didn't. They should, but it's a very precarious position to be in that the winner of the first game is going in with a game under the belt against yeah. a team who should be favoured who haven't played in four months. Do you know? Yeah. So 
it's 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 a while it's while it's a a great position to be in. It's also a very precarious position, and St Dalton's could be caught in the hop and uh, and knocked out of the junior championship, having played only one game. It's uh, it's an interesting one, to say the least. It is, it is, and I can absolutely see your point there. The, you know, intensity comes into it a lot. I think you'll always find with teams when they get a game under their belt, they're sort of up to speed with the pitch of the game and, and how it is. Whereas when a team comes in cold, which Ultons probably will do, they might, I'm sure they'll have league matches or they might have a couple of challenge matches or something penciled in too. But you can't substitute that championship intensity, you know, and until you're in it. And if they go into a cold for the first 10 or 15 minutes, they'll be punished and they could find themselves chasing very quickly against the team, as you say, who already have their tails up from a win previously. Um, but yeah, very interesting. Um, but I think looking at it, they'll be pleased. They'll, you know, they'll be happy enough being in the group of three as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and of all the groups, I suppose, um, that one in particular, out of all the groups across the three championships, three championships, senior, intermediate and junior, is practically uh, knock it from the start because if you lose a game you know unless it, all three teams beat each other you're gone like, so if you lose the first game you can, you can just say goodbye I suppose at that stage um, really really interesting Davey um, the senior intermediate and junior championships we won't run through the premier championships they'll be up online um, and on social media um, as well because there's a load of them but Davey our new small ball expert you have the hurling championship uh, draws for us there as well yeah, I do indeed, Mickey, um, and I'll, I'll call them out to you now. I had them here, and of course, they just disappeared on me, but uh, just give me one second. No problem. So, you take your time, Davey. <laughs> I have them here. So um, the senior is obviously a Group A and Group B, as it normally is, but Group A is sort of broken into two sections, if you follow me. So in the first section in Group A, you have Trim versus Kaline, and the losers will play a long one. So that's the first sort of mini group in, in the Group A. Okay. And then the section B of Group A is Kildalki versus Kiltail in a repeat of last year's final, of course, with the losers to play Retote. So essentially there's two, I think I'm right in saying there's two semi-final spots and two quarter-final spots on offer from this Group A, basically. Okay. So four teams will advance to the knockout stages from a possible six. Um, I mean, looking at it straight away, obviously I've mentioned it, Kildalki and Kiltail, like that's the one people are going to talk about. But also we're told to have been threatening to make waves in, in senior hurling and mead for some time now. I think it's fair to say they don't see eye to eye with Kildalki either. So should <laughs> Kiltail maybe get the better of them, suddenly there's a grunge knockout match between Kildalki and Ratoth in the second round of the championship, which would be uh, which would be tasty to say the least. But that that's a really good group. And the other group, I think Trim obviously have made you know huge strides in recent years as well. But Kaline have been there thereabouts in recent years too. They've contested finals over the last ten years also. And Longwood, who you know you can just never write off with sticks in their hand as well. Um, and and often when they get a roll up with the football, they generally carry that on to the hurling too. So they can be so dangerous too. That's the f- that's the Group A. So in Group B, then, it's a similar thing. But I think there's only two positions. So there's only two quarterfinal spots, yeah, up okay. for grabs in this one. So the, it's Clannagale who are coming up as intermediate champions from last year. And they're playing um, the former, you know, um, kingpins, I suppose, of Mead Hurling in Kilmesson. And the losers of that game play Blackhall Gales. In the other section, so Section B again of, of Group B, 
you have Nafina versus Navin O'Mahony's with the losers to play St. Peter's, Dumbayne, who I think had a poor year last year. So there's two positions from that sort of lesser group. I think that's the way that, that the group is kind of organised. So, you know, really, really competitive groups there in, um, in the senior championship. And so often we see it, you know, Trim did it famously probably a couple of years ago. They made their way right through to the final, having come out of that so-called weaker group. So there's definitely opportunities, particularly for Clannagale. You know, coming up from intermediate last year, that an unbelievable year in football in Hurling, as we, as we will remember so fondly. So they'll probably look at that group and they'll, they'll say, right, we're against Kilmesson, who are probably the, the former stars. And they'll, they'll fancy the job. And I think in that group, they'll think to themselves, if they can get the two wins against, um, against Kilmesson, and I think it was Longwood, you know, they'll have every chance of progressing to a quarterfinal of a championship. Yeah, it'd be brilliant for them. You know, as you said, they had that magnificent year last year in football and in Hurling. And uh, it'd be great to see Clonagale continuing that on into the Hurling Championship this year. Have you any more draws there for us? Yeah, I just, I'll fly through the intermediate and the junior Hurling as well. So in the intermediate group A, you have Gail Column Kill Kells versus Rat Maline, two good first teams there. That'll be a decent game with the losers to play Boards Mill. And then in the other game in that group, you have Wolf Tones versus Dundry with the losers to play Drum Ree. So that's Group A in the Intermediate. And then in Group B, you have Kilskir Moila versus Dunhamore Ashburn with the losers to play Kline's second team. And then again in Group B, you have two second teams in Kildalki versus Trim with the losers to play Kiltail. So Group B, there's more of a second team feel to it. And then again in the Junior, you have St. Peter's Dunboyne versus Ratmaline. They're the, both the second teams, obviously, with the losers to play Kilmesson. And just finally, in Group B of the Junior Hurling, it's Navin O'Mahony's versus Nafina and the losers will play Retote. So that's, that's the Hurling um, wrapped up as well, Mick. It is indeed, and, and it is brilliant. I can't believe we're talking, discussing fixtures. It's absolutely brilliant. Uh, David, just while you were uh, running through the Hurling fixtures there, um, I went back and found our uh, virtual Mead uh, Championships that we, where we did the actual draws. And yeah. just interestingly enough, in the junior championship, Group A and our virtual Mead Junior Championship was Kilbride, Dinsany, Drumcondrath, <laughs> and St. Bridget's, not St. Mary's. Oh, but right. I just thought that that was an interesting one. Um, in, in, uh, in the group that you ended up in this year, in, the, in, in Group C, um, in, your, in our virtual championship draw, you were drawn against St. Vincent's in that one as well. And uh, and the rest of them, you know, they're 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 a little bit indifferent or whatever. But uh, uh, funnily enough, Kilmainham Wood did end up in the group of three in the junior championship as well. Senior championship wasn't just as uh, as close as that, but uh, again, very interesting when I look back at it there now. Dunham Ashburn and Navin O'Matney's did end up in the same group when we did it, and uh, yeah, just a, a couple of little. Uh, funny uh, bits and pieces there from our virtual championship. But at least we know now that the Mead County Board um, did an official draw today in, in Park Culture and didn't actually use our virtual draw that we did earlier in the year. <laughs> um, uh, we'll have to look back on the voting system as well and see who went through and who won all those different groups and then compare it to the championship when it kicks off. Davy, um, I suppose we'll move on now. Um, before we move on to... Um, our Instagram interactive. Just want to mention that on this week's Patreon podcast, the Loyal Royals podcasts, and um, there'll be a couple going out this week, but we are doing the 10 best since 2010. And the team this week, Davey, is? 
It's St. Peter's Dunboyne, Mickey. Yeah, St. Peter's Dunboyne. I've been doing my homework on this one. This one will be going out on Monday. Um, and it is a really, really tough one um, to pick. There was a crossover of players. But there was, let's, there, there's, there's maybe five or six players who played for the majority of that 10 years. And then there was kind of a new crop of players coming around 2014, 2015. The old crop kind of left around 2014, 15. So this one is going to be a little bit of a tricky one. I know that uh, so far we've had a few discrepancies on our teams, Davey. And I think this one is going to be uh, more of the same. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And look what it's been the case. I think this is our this is our fourth or fifth one, is it? This stage fourth, uh, maybe. Fifth, fifth. Fifth, fifth, right. And and like it's been hugely popular um amongst different people within the clubs and that. And we've had a great reaction, which is fantastic. Um and it's something we really enjoy doing because it, it brings up the differences of opinion and why I think a player should be in, you don't, and vice versa. It's great. I really enjoy it. Yeah. Really interesting as well. Dumboyne have been in the knockout stages of eight of the last 10 seasons. There's only two years when they didn't qualify for the knockout stages. More often than not, they've gone to uh, semi-finals and finals, so, um, or to, to at least the semi-final stage. Fantastic, fantastic team. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting one for all the listeners out there, especially for the Dunboyne listeners. They'll be able to come back and tell us where we were right and where we were wrong. Davey, um, we'll head on now to Instagram Interactive. Yeah, we, we have two kind of different Instagram interactives this week. So the first one we did was to ask people what they thought about the championship draws and any, you know, one about their own clubs, etc. So uh, Fionn Smith just says Kells for Division 1 minor. Probably a little bit off topic, but uh, yeah. Uh, Jordy Morris then came in from Nobber and he just said fixed. <laughs> Um, and I suppose, like you know, Jordy was a was yeah. an integral part of the squad last year, and he'll be feeling a little bit probably strange with coming up against Rototh, obviously with Brian Farrell at the helm and stuff. And um, you know, Nobrup and probably landed in a tough group there, but they'll give it their all, I'm sure, regardless of what happens with Brian Farrell or Rototh. Um, but it will be tough going because Rototh, of course, played Longwood last year, who came up from intermediate the year previous and did a bit of a job on them. So, um. No one says it was going to be easy, but they'll they'll give it their all. Um, Peter Duffy, next up, and he says, "Will Mark Dowdle inspire a win over Trim again?" And this is in relation to Bective. Bective, of course, in, yeah. In the first round of the intermediate championship. Well, they're um, not playing in the first round of the intermediate championship because Bective oh, right. are taking on Trumbara and Trim are taking on Kenny. So that'll be later down the the, the fixtures when Bective yeah. will face off against Trim. But I'd say. If he does inspire them to win over Trim, that could catapult them, catapult them through to a, a semi-final of the intermediate. Well, they stunned them last year. It's a game I remember so fondly over in Sean Newman, and they were Trim were cruising by nine or ten points at half time, and Bective came out and absolutely slaughtered them second half. Um, was a great win. Didn't push on from it into the break, unfortunately, but they definitely have that memory, or I suppose that lasting memory in Trim's head. So when they do play them. Um, Next one is from Leo Weldon, who's obviously a, a big fan of the podcast, and he says, "Do leak in the group of death?" I think that's that's a that's a given, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Balnebracky sitting in Old Castle. Yeah, we we agree. Um, Robert Perfield says, "Tasty, tasty senior football championship groups." Yeah, there is absolutely like it. Like there's a good spread. Like you know, if you were to pick your top six teams in the county, you'd probably say um, Kells, Dunboyne. Rathout, Simonstown, Dunamore, Ashburn, Summerhill would probably be the six top teams in Mead. And they have been spread out. You know, there's, there's, uh, one, there's 
two groups that have two of them and two groups that have one of them. So they have been nicely spread. Um, yeah. And it has made for really interesting senior championships. Andy Smith, of course, from uh, Dunshockland, and indeed he's he's a referee. Um, he said, very tasty. He says, Dunshockland, Dunboyne, Kells, and Kills. Yeah, yeah, that's again, uh, Dunshockland and Dunboyne. While, while I suppose like Dunboyne are an unknown entity this year, they had a very poor season last year, but they've got a lot of players back. Dunshockland, will be raring to go and they always yeah. keep the point to fill of it and uh, that'll be a tasty, tasty first round encounter. Mm. Last one in this section, I suppose, on the, the draw is from Evan Drum and it's worth adding he's from Manalvi because yeah. his, question, <laughs> his question will make sense now. He said, Summerhill will be tough but if the lads play well, anything I think we can get a win. So that's probably going back to what we were saying earlier on that Manalvi seemingly do fancy the job against Summerhill and they're not really afraid of playing them. Which is obviously good news and should make for an you know an extraordinary battle. And imagine that game will probably be in Trim as well. They played in Trim last year. It seems to be the better venue for it, but you know could be in Navy either. Yeah, just it, it all depends. I don't know if they've given out um, uh, structures for, the, for for where the games are going to be played yet, and um, whether they're going to be home or away or going to be neutral grounds, um, or if they're going to all be played in Park Tolchin or. The majority, it's again. That's that's to be seen. You'd imagine it'd be in trim if it was going to be a neutral venue and uh, and, and get the crowd. Again, we don't know what way they're going to, uh, what what way the crowds are going to be allowed into these games are, uh, what, how many they're going to let into these games either. So it's going to be an interesting one, Jamie. Absolutely, Mick. Yeah, and uh, that's that's the club one done. So I might go on to our normal slot then of the other Instagram questions. Um, Excellent from PS Tapes and the likes. <laughs> Joe McWeenie uh, is first up and he says, with the extra two weeks for club championship, are we going to get senior football championship quarterfinals? I think it's fair to say at this stage we're not. No. Um, but obviously this was put in before, you know, the, the draw today and stuff like that. But um, I don't yeah. think, once, once they made the ruling on how the championship was going to be run, I don't think they can go back now and say, well, actually... You know, um, you know, we've been given that extra two weeks, so we, we will put in quarterfinals. I, I think once the championship structure has been voted on and, and, and has been passed, that's the structure, and we can't change it now. So, um, mm. yeah, no need for the quarterfinals. It'll just make for a really exceptional championship. Just on that as well, Davey, I, yeah. I forgot to mention, you know, you, you mentioned there already about Bective when they got that win over Trim, and then there was the big break, mm. and they lost all that momentum from that win over Trim. We don't. We weren't going to have that this year, and uh, you know. But now, uh, the way the championship structure is going to be, it's going to even it, it, like starting off well is going to be so imperative to all teams. It's just going to be a case of let's give it everything we have for ten weeks, and and see where where it gets us. You could see big surprises across all three championships this year. Yeah, absolutely, and I think it's you know we've already kind of touched on it too that whatever manager can sort of tweak preparations that just work. We don't know what's going to work and what's not, but that's what it will come down to. Whatever manager can prepare his team the best. Seeing, you know, um, I think it was Eamon McGee was tweeting and he was surprised that managers were dogging players now at this time of year. To me, like, that probably needs to happen too because if it's kind of like pre-season for a championship like if that makes sense like I think you still need to do a bit of that you still need to do the hard run and obviously you need to get football into lads and 
it's going to be very interesting to see. You have you have a four or five week window now, realistically, to try and best prepare your team and try and get a couple of challenges, whether that's against other teams or against yeah. teams yourself. And like you've mentioned it there, like Blackhall Gales, there were 40 lads. For me, they don't probably need to go outside and look for challenges. They have everything they need there within. Why not, you know, put... 15 lads against 15 lads and roll on five substitutes for, for either team. I think that's as good a challenge as anything and it's keeping your powder dry. I'm kind of uh, of the opinion that this year you don't need to flog lads. You just have to have a, a relatively good fitness, which most lads would have these days, and get them humming when it comes to playing mm. football. Get them enjoying it and just go out. And I think, I think you're going to see... Maybe if there's a team out there that, that will really enjoy playing their football from the start, that they'll go on and win it. A flamboyant football team that just go out and play football and, and start getting the results early. Because you won't have time to think. It's going to be week on week and week and week and week and week. And it's going to be bang, 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 bang. So I think, I think the less preparation as such that goes into it and the more uh, football that's played, the better for these teams. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Jelly uh, from Simon St. Gills, James O'Dwyer, he says, Peter Duffy, the next Kieran McDonald, yes or no? (laughs) No, no. No. End of story. Back to to the next question. (laughs) Next question is from Peter Duffy, would you believe? Um, (laughs) And uh, he said, how bad are Arsenal? Yeah, well, that's that's, um, that's true. But we've known that for a good while. Um, Do you want to talk about it, Dave? It's been a tough week, Mick. No, um, we went into uh, this week unbeaten in 2020, and we've lost yeah. two games in a week. Yeah. So uh, no. Um, next one, and this is the last Arsenal question. He it's from John Brady, and he says, "What's worse, David Luiz's football skills or his haircut? Uh, football skills, hands down. I don't really. <laughs> I think his hair's his hair's all right, but his football skills are absolutely atrocious." So, um, moving That's on. What- just, just going back to Jelly and Peter there, um, it'll be an interesting one. Will Peter Duffy be playing senior or junior B this year, or will he be going down the ranks to play with Jelly? Jelly is the manager of the junior C team this year. He's been in contact with me. Maybe mm. playing junior C footballer, maybe playing a bit of junior C this year. You never know. Um, we'll see when the when the sun comes back out. I'm not going to train him yet. Yeah, you heard it here first. Um, <laughs> Last one, uh, well, sorry, Jay Baldy just says Honda Royals, so yeah, good to have that in as well. Um, PS Tapes, who else saved the best to last? He says, Will David be flaunting his abundant drinks knowledge by guesting on Mickey Brennan's new podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, no, obviously, I work in the wine business, and uh, yeah, I've, I've started a wine podcast with. Um, uh, one of my colleagues is, is a master of wine, so I am the host and I extract the knowledge. A bit like our We Are Mead podcast, I'm the host and I extract the knowledge from your brain, Davey. Was, um, you are the one who knows everything about mead football. And I just I just know a little bit, similar to wine, I know a little bit about wine and I extract the knowledge from the master of wine. You are the master of football and mead and I extract all your knowledge. Everything. Yeah, and and I wouldn't I wouldn't have a bull's notion about wine, so don't even go there, Mickey. One podcast with you a week is enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and 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 until we start a fat frog podcast, you know, and, and in fact, if I was to start a fat frog podcast, it'd be fine. I wouldn't need you there. I I know everything there is to know about the fat frog, and um, uh, from my 
my early days as a teenager. And beautiful, beautiful drink. And good to see. Good to see you agreeing. I'm yeah. delighted. Yeah, when, um, when you're when you're when you're 18. Yeah, it's a lovely drink when you're 18. Well, I'm not too far from 18. Tea Maria now. and milk is team. I will get you. No, it's not team. Hang on, no, it's not team Maria. Team Maria milk. No, Malibu and milk. Oh, Malibu and milk. Team Maria yeah. milk is probably a better one. But anyways, uh, <laughs> Davey, do you want to do a podcast on your drinking habits when you are out? We'll wait till the championship is over, Mickey, I think, for it to be yeah. safer for us all. I think it'd be a good idea. Just to recap, anyway, we have gone through the Mead Senior, Intermediate and Junior Championships. We've gone through all the Hurling Championships. We have spoken about the ladies' Gaelic football and the Camogues. They are in talks at the moment in Mead, which is absolutely fantastic. And they are going to bring uh, their fixture list uh, forward in the next week or so. And uh, it's great to see those two boards meeting up and uh, getting into discussion. Maybe, maybe, who knows, in the future, they might come under uh, the one umbrella and uh, we, will ha- we won't have the congestion that we've had before and the crossover of games and the dual players being pulled and dragged every way and which way. Uh, Davey, have you anything else you want to bring to the podcast this week? No, no, nothing to the best of my ability. Uh, we, we've covered loads there, haven't we? We've, you know, busiest we are mead podcast we've had probably in three months. Yeah, and it's only going to get busier. We can't wait for the football to start. But remember, we are Meath. Why? Manners more.